Hi, my name's Lucy and welcome to DevHub Tech Talks, the North's biggest developer community. So our ethos is to bring together uh, tech professionals from sort of across the North and the UK and um, through the likes of our uh, tech meetups as well as our webinars and now our podcasts. Uh, so it's really great here to have Adam Anderson, who is the founder of Blue Cookie. That's my very strong Mac and coming out, coming out there. Uh, so Adam, yeah, like I say, is the founder of Blue Cookie and a big Laravel enthusiast, I think it's fair to say. Yep. Um, so it's actually really great to be working with Adam again, because I know people who've been following DevHub North for a while, they'll know that you actually took part in one of our webinars, what about, probably about two years ago now? During COVID. Yeah, dur- during COVID. <coughs> uh, so it's really great to uh, to be doing our first podcast together. So how does it feel taking part in DevHub's first ever podcast? Uh, good. Nerve-wracking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's, uh, it'll be good fun. Yeah, I'm excited, excited to have you here. So we'll just, we'll just go straight into talking all things sort of PHP and Laravel. Uh, so I know, obviously, you've been in the industry for, for a while now. And I, since we've been working together, I know that you're very passionate about PHP and Laravel. Uh, so first of all, what actually made you work with PHP as an overall language? What made you go down that route? Um, I think for me, when I first started using it, it was the easiest language to get into. My, my first job was using C Sharp, though, and I do really like C Sharp. Um, and that whole ecosystem with Microsoft. Um, but yeah, PHP is just, it's an easier language to use. It feels like it's one of the languages I can sort of jump in and just get started with it. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I miss a, a little bit with PHP that you get with languages like C Sharp is they're strongly typed. So, I mean, they're better now. It's a bit, it's, it's better than what it used to be. But yeah, PHP is great. Laravel, Laravel makes PHP great. Yeah. And it, then why Laravel? Why did you go for Laravel or the other sort of frameworks? Yeah. So for Laravel, it's, for me, it was more like a discovery of Laravel. So you kind of start with vanilla PHP. And then you'll, it's always the question of trying to, right, how can, how can I do what I'm doing now better? So then you'll do, be doing a thing or trying to learn a thing. And then you'll have in the mind, in the back of your mind, is there a better way that I can do this? Well, yeah, there is always a better way. So for me, it was starting with um, like micro frameworks where there were like really small, small frameworks, not overbearing. Um, And then you kind of just use those to build up sort of like a common understanding between developers so if you just use vanilla php then you run the risk of developers doing different things like for argument's sake setting up a restful endpoint or doing handling like server requests and things like that and whereas if you use a framework you're kind of operating under the assumption that you're working off the same thing not super constraint you're not like telling developers how to do every individual certain thing but you're working off like like the same script sort of thing. So for me, it was going from like a micro framework um, and then something a bit better. I did try, what was the one we tried? Cake PHP, mm-hmm. which I didn't really like. There was a few others. Symphony's a great one. Obviously, Laravel's built using a lot of Symphony components. Um, but yeah, Laravel almost feels like the the end goal of all of the things that you do. So it's like finding the one, you have to go through all the ones that you don't like and that aren't great to kind of get the one that feels right. And I think with Laravel, that's exactly what it is. It's got such a low barrier for entry that 
even someone that's relatively, not novice, but someone that's just starting out. Laravel kind of holds your hand and guides you as much as you want, but it doesn't prevent you from doing more advanced stuff. And I guess that's good about Laravel is like layers in it. So you can do things and you can do just a great site or web app or whatever, just using Laravel without even going deep into its functionality and feature set. Um, but if you're a seasoned developer and you, you understand a lot of different things and that Laravel has all of the sort of deeper knowledge-based stuff in there as well, like doing, I don't know, like queue systems and whatever, anything like that. Yeah, so what so what would you say? I mean, I know you sort of went over sort of a few different benefits of it, but what would you say is the biggest benefit of working with Laravel over other frameworks? Just that common ground. If you If you hire someone... If you've got a team of Laravel developers and you hire someone that's used Laravel or something of that kind of area, like the way that it's set up and the way it's been architected, then if you hire someone in, you're not having to teach them your way of doing a said thing because Laravel is the way that you do things. So then everybody, it's like you're hiring on an agreed understanding of what people are going to be working on. So that sort of any barrier of entry is kind of removed and means if you hire someone that's got a year of experience of Laravel, you know they're going to come in and just start working. All they have to be worried about is picking up any company policies or any certain ways that companies do things, but the actual understanding of using an actual language or a framework, it's already there. The understanding's already there. Makes so sense. for me, it's that. That's that's the biggest thing. And it means you've got developers with a lower, lower experience can start learning without having to know absolutely every way of doing everything that you would. Even now, if you if, you, if I had to stop using Laravel now and had to go back to just vanilla PHP, it would be painful. You have to go and write <laughs> things that have already... Yeah. It's like reinventing the wheel. Once, you've just, once something's been agreed that it should be done a certain way, then why, like, why go and redo it? Because you don't get no props for it. Like it, it yeah. That's another thing it allows you to do. You can get things to market quicker and you can get development done quicker because you're not building the same stuff over and over and over again you just focus on the output and like satisfying customer requirements and things yeah absolutely make, makes sense I mean I know Laravel was first released obviously back in sort of 2011 mm. I believe so that was around about the start of your career really as well roughly yeah I mean, <laughs> um, so, so is that why you sort of dove sort of straight into Laravel because it was like sort of the, the new fad at the time or did you sort of always I accidentally started using it. Well, it was yeah. more because we were, what was I using at the time? I can't remember. It was, um, it was like a micro framework. I can't remember what it was. There was a micro framework and then Slim PHP, I think was one of them. In fact, yeah. it was Slim because I think they use, at the time, I think they might still be called it in the background, capsules for dealing with database connections and stuff. And one of the things that they were using off it was part of the Laravel project. And then I was trying to, force force it to work in with slim php and i'm like well why don't i just use the like try this laravel thing which i hadn't heard of at the time i'd kind of been through all the smaller frameworks and stuff and then so i thought if i'm using that thing out of it then i'll just use the thing where that thing comes from <laughs> so then i end up trying laravel and like i didn't go back to anything and like the the sort of the learning slope on it is quite easy obviously there's more complex stuff in it but yeah laravel's the, plus the documentation's really good as well. Like, yeah. really, really good. As long as you've got a decent understanding of program and you could read the documentation out to do things and build build something half decent with a little bit of knowledge. Yeah, absolutely ideal. Obviously, you're saying all these great things about sort of 
PHP and Laravel, but surely it must have some some drawbacks. Is there anything that you particularly find in your work? Um, I don't know if there's any drawbacks specifically with Laravel. They've got a good release cycle. Um, all of their all of their releases are well documented for any like regression issues or any potential break and changes. So their their documentation's good. But I guess going back to the point I was making before about it is that the barrier for entry is low. Mm-hmm. So it kind of allows it allows people to pick it up easy, which is great. But then you also run the risk of someone being able to claim or being able to say that they know Laravel, yeah. which is great. But then sometimes that's not enough because Laravel takes away a lot of the pain points, but it also means it shields you from having to do a lot of things as well, which may mean it's shielding people from needing to know or understand certain things that they would need to do. So kind of, it's like a, it's like a swings and roundabouts thing. Bar- barrier for entry is low, which is great. Allows you to pick it up and anybody to roll with it and learn on a gradual scale, but it also allows people that are potentially not as skilled as what you would hope that they can use Laravel but then when it comes to the crunch, all they can do is use Laravel. So it's kind of like, it's a good and a bad thing. I think, oh, like, I always talk about, like, net gain. Like, when you've got when you've got a lot of things coming in to play, you've either, you're either net loss or net gain. So if you've got bad thing, bad thing, bad thing, but then the good things outweigh the bad thing, you've still got the bad things, but the net is that it's a good thing. That's kind of the way I kind of figure things like that out. So net gain. I like okay. to look at things that are net loss, net gain. Okay, cool. I mean, it's it's mad though because especially in the last couple of years, I've noticed a lot of companies moving over from PHP over to either sort of full stack JavaScript, Node and React, or even some companies moving over to like Go, Golang. Yeah. So, so why why do you think people are moving away from PHP? To be honest, I'm not sure. I think if I was to move from PHP. I mean, we use, say, we use not a completely hybrid with everything, but most of our projects are Laravel, Laravel backend, but we also deal a lot with Node. So it's just whatever makes sense to use at the time. So I'm trying to think if there'd be anything that compels us to move away from Laravel, maybe performance, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not sure. But also, also, if there's like the new kid on the block or something that's, it's kind of, if something catches a little bit of momentum, and well, everybody's using this now. Mm-hmm. We need to use this now. It's like, well... <laughs> Yeah. Why? Like, if Laravel does everything that we need and it's not causing any problems and it's helping with deliver things better, then I'm going to just say, oh, we're going to start using Golang, right? Everybody retool, relearn everything. We're now going to use something different. So, yeah, I understand why people do it. Sometimes it's if things become stale. But mm-hmm. if something's working, then, yeah. I, d- I don't actually know if there's a scenario where it would make sense for us to move from it other than mix, mixing different approaches and things. Like we say, Node would whether use Golang. I don't know. I don't know if there's ever been a time where I've even considered it. Yeah. Or Python. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never know, but don't fix what isn't broken, right? You make a good point, but what, what, would, you, what would you move to? If you, ha- if you had to move away from PHP and Laravel, what would you go for? I like Node. Node, yeah. Yeah, because... That was a good choice. The good thing with Node is... 
it's that well everybody it's the same with like what they say for docker it's like it lets you write the same code that you're working on and it allows you to ship it and it's like it's all those little terms and phrases that throw at you to tell you why things are good but with node it's javascript mm-hmm. so front end is the same as the back end so it's it's easier to use, I guess, because you're, you're using the same mm-hmm. the same language. But we use, I think, when when we're done the um the thing with Flutter, yeah. Like I love Flutter. Like that's our go to for um for doing mobile apps. Yeah, that was your webinar, wasn't it? Yeah, all, and then, all about Flutter. <laughs> yeah, but they, that's Dart. So Flutter's Dart, but mm-hmm. Dart you can use Dart in the back end. Yeah. Which is great because I love Dart, but I don't know if I would use it for the back end yet. But something like Laravel and PHP, you've got a ready ready ruled framework where you can just get your work done so as much as i love dart so i would actually prefer dart the dart language over php oh really yeah but okay. would i choose to use dart in the back end over having php and laravel probably not even though i would rate dart higher than php as a as a language because it's strongly typed as well so yeah i think it's more about the ecosystem that it it gives you it gives you the tool set to do everything that you need to get your to get your work done. Whereas if we went to Dart to use as the back end, I'm like, all right, we'll have to we'll have to sort out, we'll have to build one little mini framework around it. Mm. Oh well, what we could do is we could replicate Laravel but in Dart, and then just just use Laravel. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, even going back to the last question, it's like, would there be any anything that would convince us to move away from Laravel? Even though I love Dart so much. If they built Laravel and Dart. <laughs> Laravel's close to your heart, isn't yeah, it? Like Lara Dart or something. Yeah, if someone does that, I'll move. Yeah. In fact, I challenge someone to do it <laughs> and then I'll move. If anybody listening to this wants to sort of challenge, oh, is anybody know, up, to, up for the challenge, go for it. There's probably already a framework there now, right, that probably does that. But because I'm so like happy using Laravel yeah. that I haven't even looked. I haven't even bothered yeah. looking. Yeah. I'm like, we're basically married at this point. <laughs> Like, why would I go looking for another framework when that one's, like, been yeah. faithful and mm-hmm. everything to us, so... Faithful and yeah. loving towards, yeah. <laughs> but someone's going to point it out. You'll come and see us, like, tomorrow or the day after, or, well, Monday, because it's... You'd, uh, you'd be like, oh, someone's messages saying that someone's built exactly that. Are you going to move? And then now I'm going to... Now you're going to have to use it, Adam. You've got no it. choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, I know PHP and Laravel, as we can tell, is very close to your heart. Um, but what else do you tend to work with alongside... Laravel, I know when we spoke, you, you, I'd say one of your other sort of loves in tech is Docker. I know you, you mentioned that quite a bit. Yeah. So what, what is it that you work with sort of mainly alongside Laravel? So we've been, I would say at this point, we're dabbling in it. Yeah. But it's really good. One of the other devs is, uh, we've got a couple of legacy, pro- well, not legacy projects, but projects that just aren't in Docker. And when we got him set up, instead of him working off what we would normally use off, like a virtual machine with Homestead or something like that, um, just getting everything set up in Docker is just so easy. I, I, mm-hmm. I know it's maybe it's a slight segue from what we're talking about, but one of our customers, their old website went down and it's on an old version of PHP, like way older than what you should be using. It's just, it's just old and there's no, it was either, it was either upgrade it, upgrade the code to meet the standards of like, I don't know what the minimum version is now, what, 7.4, I think is the minimum version now, maybe it's even 8 now. But their code, I'm not even going to tell you what version it was on because it's, it's just not good. <laughs> that bad. And I'm also not going to tell you the customer just in case. <laughs> um, but there was two options. 
well, three, but the option three wouldn't be viable. Well, option three, which was the non-viable one, would be setting up a, setting up a virtual machine, setting up a server with a cloud provider. But the problem is you won't be able to go on the PHP version that they would need to be on because it's not good, definitely mm -hmm. not good. Um, upgrading it, which would have taken ages because it was using legacy code and we had to deal with something that wasn't what wasn't, wasn't what we built originally. Yeah. And we have no understanding of what that code was doing because it was a bit higgledy-piggledy. Or option one, Docker. Mm -hmm. So we just had to build a Docker image that would allow that website to run again and turn it around pretty quick just by using Docker because it allowed we're not having to meddle too much with the code and we'll use Docker to create an environment where that old legacy site would run. And it, that was it. It was like magic. That, did that save you quite a, quite a bit of time as well? I oh, bet. Yeah. yeah, and headaches <laughs> as well. Because we had, if we had to upgrade it, it would have just been it would have been a nightmare. Plus, would have had to it would have cost the customer to upgrade it on a, on something that's legacy that's going to be getting phased out. Mm. So would have had to charge them. Would have had to charge them for that time, and it would have taken could have taken weeks. Yeah. So it's not the ideal way to do it though, because you shouldn't be using the old versions of PHP. There's a <laughs> yeah. reason why they're not used anymore, and they become redundant and defunct. Like this for security concerns and stuff, but sometimes you have to take a bad road for a little bit until yeah. you can do the right thing. Until Adam comes along to the rescue using Docker. Yeah, it was Docker. <laughs> I can't take all the credit. <laughs> so, so what do you think the future actually holds for Laravel? It's. I think it's grown from strength to strength. I think it's with every new release. I mean, they're on version nine now, like nine mm. point, which makes it a pain in the backside because you have to keep upgrading it. Yeah. So they'll they've got a but they've got a regular release cycle. Upgrading's fairly straightforward. They'll they're pretty good at listing. In fact, they're very good at listing not only what's changed but how long they expect it's going to take you to upgrade. So as long as you've got, as long as you've got, like as long as you keep on top of everything, really. Keep, as long as soon as a release comes out, and you know there's a release coming out, you'll have the notes, you'll have the expected time it's going to take. How like so really, if you if you've got a client, and their application's built in Laravel, then really as part of your conversation going in, should be kind of like two two parts to it. So if it's if it's a minor if it's a minor change, so like we're on nine point whatever now, so a minor change would be an increment in the point number. So like if it was nine point one. If they went to 9.2, that's a sort of just bug fixes and small changes. So what, what we would normally do for that is that's kind of included with any support that we do. But if it's a major improvement, then that's it's kind of how you would, depends how you lay it out to the customer. Like, do you want to, do you want to like continue to support the application that you built for a customer through all improvements or iterations of Laravel? Because they might be breaking changes, which you'll have to cost factor in for time and effort. And if you're supporting a customer that's using Laravel, if they've got minor changes, then it's fairly easy to do. But if there's a big jump, like say bring version 10 out and they'll only support version nine for like, I don't know, six months or a year, mm -hmm. like you have to decide whether you're going to foot that bill as the provider or like as, as a support or whether you're going to tell Mr. Client that in, in a year's time, the version of Laravel that the application's built on will no longer be security supported. So you're going to need to have it updated. And then you need to decide where that where that lies with you or the customer. Well, it depends on how you... It, it's more where you price it in. It's whether you price it in at the start or do you price it in sort of after the fact. But yeah, it's, it's always something to be mindful of when you're working with frameworks and things. They have... They become outdated. Mm -hmm. So you have to keep on top of them. 
Um, and then you just decide who wins that. Yeah, but overall, you think that Laravel is just going to keep Oh, it's on. not going anywhere. Yeah. Like they, they, <laughs> they, they say that it re- revitalized PHP. That's what they're... That's what they're, I can't remember who said it. I'm probably saying something that might no, nobody <laughs> might have even said. Someone said it. If you're, just, not, you're just making it up now, aren't either you? Somebody said it, or I've said it now. So somebody technically has just said it. Someone can quote Adam Anderson on their on their <laughs> LinkedIn post. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm sure someone said it at some point. But no, it, uh, like PHP has definitely been made better by Laravel. It's made it more accessible, I think. And and like going into Laravel as a big team, you're talking the same language, not PHP, but like the same understanding of how things are built. And then you have your freedom to do things within that sort of, that's it, it's a framework. You're working within a, within a framework. Mm -hmm. Do you think PHP will ever release a totally new framework that just tops Laravel? Because you hear a lot of companies who take the best aspects of the likes of Laravel and maybe the best aspects of Symfony and make Mm -hmm. their own sort of bespoke framework. So do you think... Yeah, I know a lot of companies do that. They'll tip, well, that's what Laravel is. It's pretty, yeah. it's just built up. It, all it is is Symfony components and Laravel ethos bundled into a framework where you, mm-hmm. you're working off the same um, feature set. That's it. It's you, you, the, the, the built in the fundamentals of the framework and you're working to what they've determined as, in a, as, a, as an agreed standard of working. So again, it's just if, it, if there was something in Laravel that wasn't working, like you either... As a, as a business, you either ditch it and build your own from the same components that what they've built it in. But I don't know. Like, again, going back to before, would we ever move from Laravel? It would take something completely different to that to do it. Something but I can't even think. Incredible. I can't even think of it because there's nothing in there that we don't. And if yeah. we don't need it, we'll build it. And maybe we'll do it as an internal plugin or whatever. But yeah, yeah th- th- it would have to be something serious to shift away because then you've got a whole new learning curve and it just it just wouldn't make sense yeah I don't think it would I'm even struggling to think of a reason <laughs> it's just so close to your heart isn't it yeah but you've, you've worked with Laravel from pretty much the very start though haven't you yeah we did try we did see I would really like to start using like to go back to using C sharp yeah. .net why just because I like it it's the language that it was my fir- the first my, the first job I had that was what I wrote in, mm-hmm. and it's good. But Laravel and it's just easier to get. It's just easier to get started. I find. Yeah, makes sense. But the the beauty of is, is being a developer. Once you know one language, you don't know them all, but you know them all. <laughs> it's right. like it's you, once you learn. It's like once you learn one language, it's very easy to transition for the most part, in other languages. Yeah. Like, if you know PHP and you've never touched JavaScript in your life, you could go in and write JavaScript code by mm-hmm. referencing, as you do with everything, reference yeah. stuff online. It's, it's, the, it's the fundamentals. Once you've got programming fundamentals, whether you've learned it at university or whether you've learned it on your own, as soon as you've got those pinned down, it's just la- the languages. It's like spoken word. Language is just a way of expressing things and just some speak, people speak differently. You're still yeah. speaking. Just your way of representing how you want to say things. Any advice for anyone starting their career looking... Don't do it, find something else. I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, the only thing I would say for that, like, I'm kind of partially joking, is it's like, it's hard. Yeah. Like, being a developer is 
hard. It's a passion. And you have to have a passion for it. The amount of keyboards you can potentially go through because it gets that hard, you just want to smash your keyboard <laughs> off the table. Have but you ever done it? No, Nelly. <laughs> no, because it's expensive stuff. For oh, breaking yeah, you, you can't it. afford that. Um, but no, it's, it's one of those ones where someone says, I'm thinking of getting into it. Mm-hmm. It's like, probably shouldn't do it because it's, if you happen to think about maybe getting into it, I, I kind of think of it more like a, it's a passion that you just get paid for. Like yeah. it's like when you when you when you speak to people and like oh I started programming on like my Amiga back in the day on my ZS Spectrum. It's like people have like a natural progression to where they eventually get to the point where oh no way I'm a programmer I'm a coder or whatever. It's like I think you have to have a, have a natural inclination to want to do it or other things that kind of push you in that direction. So I think the advice would be is if you enjoy doing it then stick with it because it's, it's great. It's, it's yeah. very rewarding work, but it gets bloody hard, especially yeah. when things go wrong. But like, weirdly enough, with that stuff I was talking about with Docker, that was a pain in the ass to do. It was a nightmare, <laughs> but I enjoy it. When, when things go wrong and you've got enough time to fix them, they're good because it's like detective work and you're solving a problem. But building stuff's great, like building new stuff, but like when things go wrong, it's actually, and you can fix it, there's nothing more rewarding than having a problem in using your brain to just fix it. Yeah. So yeah, I think the the advice would be if, if you want to do it, do it. There's a, it's a brilliant time to do it. There's a, such a demand for developers, but you know. Absolutely. Like there's, there's especially none. Especially PHP and Laravel. Yeah. It, it tends to be sort of PHP, Laravel, AWS, Docker, and then Vue.js mm. on the front. And that tends to be the sort of general sort of tech stack in terms of PHP. All companies are using a lot of their own bespoke frameworks as yeah. well. We tend to find that quite a bit. Uh, so yeah that's that's great and really great advice there as well so thanks so much Adam thanks so much for listening to our Dev Hub podcast I hope you've enjoyed it uh, please do subscribe and follow us on all of our pages to keep up to date with any future events and podcasts